All right. Welcome in Bird's Eye View Episode 10. Today we are going to talk a little bit about the NBA Finals and specifically the Warriors and Draymond Green. And also, we're going to talk a little bit of a little bit of college baseball as Super Regionals have kicked off officially and are currently going a little bit crazy and will probably continue to do so. So, here we go. As we all know, the NBA Finals has played three games. The Celtics have a 2-1 to one lead. And so far, the Celtics have been the better team. But the lightning rod of this series has been Draymond Green. Draymond Green has two really bad performances and then one solid per- performance so far. But it's the way that he's handled himself. It's the way that... The, the Warriors have allowed things to bother them that are different from previous finals appearances by the Warriors. Now, yes, the Warriors lost. They lost to the Cavs up 3-1. Draymond got suspended for technical fouls in the past, and that helped turn, the, turn a series. The other time they lost, it was because everybody got hurt, it felt like. But never have... Have they allowed themselves to be bothered the way that they, they are in this series? Specifically with Draymond Green. Draymond Green in game one had four points, eleven boards, which is which is good. Five assists, but he fouls out with six fouls. Two of twelve from, from the field, oh of four from three. Game two, he has nine points, five rebounds, seven assists, three fouls, two of three from the field, oh of one from three. So he clearly learned to quit shooting in the volume that he he had been in game one. Game one was bad. Uh, the Warriors had that epic collapse in the fourth quarter after having a phenomenal third quarter. And the Celtics take game one in Golden State. And then in game two, the Warriors bounce back with a win. Well, then we go to Boston. Then we go across the country into a hostile environment where the Boston fan base, um, let's just say that they're known for being hostile, uh, aggressive. Um, I think everybody has heard the stories of that. Well, in Game 3, Draymond Green is a total no-show. Two points, four boards, three assists, and he fouls out. One of four from the field, 0 of two from three. That's not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it. And you have an arena full of fans at TD Garden, 19,580 people, and they're chanting, screw you, Draymond, but the uh, less friendly version. And after the game, the Warriors are, like, acting completely offended and appalled. You have Steve Kerr saying, oh, that's classy. That's classy, Boston. You have Clay Thompson doing the same thing. 
and it's and then you also have Draymond's wife on Instagram being upset about it about both Clay and Draymond's wife citing that there's kids in the in the in the arena in attendance of the game. You know, like fair. But this is professional sports. This happens everywhere. Look at what happened with the Yankees just a month ago when the Guardians were in town. You had people throwing stuff, people cussing out outfielders. Heck, there's famous stories of Philly fans throwing batteries at Santa at Eagles games. And keep in mind, your own fans aren't innocent out of this. They're throwing stuff on the set of NBA on TNT last series at Charles Barkley. Come on. But this Warriors team, it feels like they've lost the edge. They used to be this tough team that could, with Draymond and people down low, they kind of had an edge to them. They could be physical. They could toe the line of physical and dirty. Uh, Sometimes they would cross over that line. But now, I mean, you've got Draymond Green in game two, (laughs) throwing lead blocks and getting away with it, being crazy, stupid, physical, trying to be, uh, to to steal a hockey term, a pest on on the court, trying, doing his best Patrick Beverly impersonation. But then go into a hostile environment and it's too much. You act upset. You're, I mean, you talk about disrespect. I mean, dude, come on. This is the NBA Finals. This happens everywhere. I mean, you should, you should hear some of the things that have been said at Auburn, Alabama games, um, things like that. I mean, this happens in every sporting event at at a high level. I know I mentioned JJ Redick in the last podcast. Go do some research on what JJ Redick had to go through at Duke. It's ridiculous. It's totally over the line. And you want to complain about a fan base cussing you out? What also doesn't hold any water is this has been the Warriors in the past. Go back to 2016 when Draymond is calling LeBron expletives on the court. And then they go to post game, and Clay Thompson, the guy who's whining about what's happening right now in this series, is talking about how LeBron got his feelings hurt and basically calling LeBron soft. Man, you can't be that guy in 2016, be that team in 2016, and then be upset when the shoe's on the other foot in 2022. This is soft. If you're letting this this affect you this much, you're not going to win this series. Especially against a younger, more athletic, better defensive team 
especially when you're getting performances like Draymond Green has been giving you. It doesn't work. Look, I get it. It can be hard in hostile environments. But give me a break. You're a professional athlete. You're getting paid millions of dollars to go perform in hostile environments like this. Heck, Eli Manning on the Manning broadcast, Monday Night Football last year, if you're going to cite the kids doing stuff in front of the kids, Eli Manning told a story about when he went to Philly and he's getting the double birds from a kid in the front row. I mean, come on. This is this is a soft, defeatist, loser mentality by the Warriors. And I don't I, I if if you're letting it bother you this much, you're not gonna win the series. Also, hilarious that last fall Eli Manning thought he could throw the double birds when reenacting that moment on a live broadcast and they could just blur it. It's not how that works. And he had to apologize for it. And it created one of the funniest memes uh, of 2021. But my my thing is, if you're Draymond Green and you're going to try to get under people's skin on the court, you're going to try to be overly physical, as we've, as we've seen then you can't have the whole team crying boo-hoo when somebody says something mean about you. It makes you look worse. And then don't don't psych the kids when Draymond has his son in his post-game press conference and they asked him how he played and he drops an expletive right there in front of his son. If it's such a big deal that it's an expletive being said in front of kids, you can't have it both ways, in my mind. You can't. So if I'm the Warriors, it's time to suck it up. I don't care. I don't care about how upset the crowd makes you. Your fan base doesn't care either. You have to win tonight. You have to. Because if you fall down 3-1 to this Celtics team, this isn't going to be a a repeat of 2016 when when LeBron beat you after being down 3-1. You're not going to do it. I don't think you have the legs for it. You're too beat up. You've, You've been down this road too many times, too many minutes played. Wear and tear. I don't see it. So you have to win tonight. You have to make it where you go back home. You get two games at home, one on the road, three game series to win a championship. But if you make it where you have to win out, I don't I don't see it happening. Like I said earlier, I think this Celtics team is too young, too athletic, too defensively minded. Because all it takes, all it takes is you to go cold for one quarter, as we saw in game one. As we've seen in the past with that hilarious game where the Houston Rockets missed a thousand threes with James Harden. All it takes is one cold quarter to lose a game in 
the NBA Finals, and the NBA postseason for that matter, or Steph to tweak his ankle more, somebody or somebody get hurt and it's over. And you can't, you have to, if you're the Warriors, you have to give yourself some sort of margin for error. So you have to suck it up. You can't, you can't be an instigator on the court and, and the antagonist on the court in how you handle yourself and then whine off the court and let outside distractions bother you. So as game four tips off tonight, we will see if this Warriors team can bounce back, if they're capable of bouncing back, if they're able to move past the distraction of the opposing fan base, if Draymond Green is able to bounce back with a good performance after two of three being pretty bad. So we'll see tonight whether this Warriors team is basically done down 3-1 or if they still have some fight in them and can bring it back to 2-2. So changing topics a little bit right now. If you saw what I wrote on birdseyeviewsports.com, well, the Super Regionals have started. First game is being played right now. Second game just started as well with Oklahoma and Virginia Tech. I think Oklahoma has a one nothing lead right now. Uh, but game one, Texas at East Carolina in Greenville. And the atmosphere is an absolute zoo. It's exactly what I was expecting, exactly what David Pierce said it was going to be, the head coach at Texas. Uh, and I think his comments further fueled the atmosphere. And boy, this game has been a lot of fun. Uh, East Carolina is currently up 10-7 to in the bottom of the eighth. Texas jumped on them early. East Carolina got them right back in the bottom of, bottom of the first after a Texas two-run home run. And then they built the lead, and then Texas started chipping away. Texas ended up taking, or tying the game, rather, and then in the seventh, bottom of the seventh, East Carolina scratches over a run. And then bottom of the eighth, something that you do not see very often. If you're an Auburn fan, you remember one of them all too well. Uh, but ball hit to the outfield into right center. Right fielder and the center fielder are converging on it. They can't communicate properly between the two of them, so they both jump up for it. Kind of, I don't know if actual contact was made between the two, but right fielder gets his glove on the ball and it pops out of the glove and over the wall for a solo home run. And East Carolina took a 9 7 lead. Since then, they have strung together a few base runners, a uh, single by their best player on the team, and now have a 10 7 lead with one out in the bottom of the eighth. But the atmosphere in Greenville has been awesome. And I encourage you to watch these games across the country, but especially for these these environments like Greenville and like what's going to take place in Hattiesburg this weekend when Ole Miss goes to Southern Miss. These places are going to be 
absolute zoos. It's there's going to be crazy stuff that happens. It happens in these games, like just happened for against Texas. I mean, how many times have you seen an outfielder legitimately have the ball go in his glove and pop out over the wall? It happened to Auburn in 2018. Stephen Williams in right field, back against the wall, goes up to jump and catch it. Ball goes in the glove. Ball pops out over the wall to lose the Super Regional. Now, this is just game one. Uh, I would expect, especially if ECU wins, this regional to get more, this Super Regional to just get more and more rowdy in Greenville. I think the atmosphere is going to be awesome. I think you're going to see that type of atmosphere in a few places this weekend. But I think Greenville and Hattiesburg have the greatest chance for just wildly volatile and and uh, hostile environments. And both have really interesting storylines going into it. Um, you can kind of talk yourself into either of those teams winning. But, yeah, so Super Regionals are happening this weekend. They're going to be fascinating to watch. I would continue to keep an eye on it as East Carolina just hits a double down in the corner. Oh, it might turn into a triple. Misplay by the right fielder. And so it looks like East Carolina is going to seal up game one. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be a really fun weekend for college baseball. There are going to be storylines all over the place. Storylines that you may learn a lot about guys you didn't know about uh, from different schools. Uh, you're going to have guys step up and become heroes that have not previously been heard of. And that's what this is. That's what the NCAA tournament in college baseball is all, around, all about. A few years ago, you had a kid at, oh, I'm trying to recall, it might be Murray State. Uh, they're playing Louisville in the Louisville Regional, and Louisville's closer is the best closer in college baseball, throwing over 100 miles an hour, pinch hit a kid who's had like seven or eight bats all year, kid hits a walk-off grand slam to advance to a Super Regional. I mean, that's the type of stuff that you find in the college baseball tournament. And I think you're going to see more of it. You're going to see bad calls by umpires that have fan bases riled up and ready to go. It's going to be a lot of chaos and a lot of baseball games because you got eight super regionals, two teams in each, three games apiece. So you got 24 baseball games this this weekend. And some of them, if you're an Auburn fan, you're going to be staying up late to watch your team play. But it's going to be really entertaining. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I cannot wait to see it all play out. So for today, I think that is going to do it. Um, I'll be back on probably Monday. Uh, and we can recap Super Regionals. We can talk NBA Finals, wherever that stands. We'll, we'll see what plays out in the sports world over the course of this weekend, and we will be back then. Thanks for joining. See you next time.